Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so first of all, welcome from the women in white this morning um, here at AWARE. Uh, we are so incredibly excited. We have a little bit of some mum proudness within us with our special guest today. We're so excited to be talking to... We're girl to, fanning a bit. We, we are girl fanning a little bit. Um, that We're so excited to be talking to uh, Olivia Zhang and really understanding about her journey as, at such a young age to just be so courageous and take her experiences and turn that into, you know, positive impact for other people. So I welcome you, Olivia, and I'm, we're so excited to yeah. be here today. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys both for having me. Oh, Olivia, I'm going to tell everyone who's listening, Olivia is 16 yeah. years old. She actually started a not-for-profit at 14, but began it at age 10. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, what were you doing at 10? I certainly wasn't. Um, I was probably worried too much about, you know, looking like a pretend Madonna or something <laughs> like that at that stage. Um, but just phenomenal, and to see such a such a beautiful young lady just achieving so much is, you know, something to be incredibly proud of at a time when 
you know, people often, we get lost in our own experience and it's amazing to see someone sharing that impact with others. So so tell us a little bit about you. Tell us where you've How did it start? Yeah, of course. First, first of all, thank you for that amazing intro. Um, so I started this, like you mentioned, um, when I was 14. So I lost my grandfather um, and my elementary school teacher shortly after when I was 12. So I had to watch my grandfather go through chemo and obviously seeing him, you know, battle cancer was really difficult. And so that kind of made me during that process, it made me realize like if he was struggling so much, you know, how could kids as young as two years old go through the same things, right, without like much support um, from outside. So that was kind of like the first, I guess, like inkling that I had to want to start something to help kids with cancer. Um, and then afterwards, he did pass away. And then I re- shortly found out that my um, elementary school teacher passed away due to breast cancer after that. So um, and I know both of them both struggled for a long time with cancer. Um, obviously, they went through so many struggles, you know, and I was really presented with the reality of cancer and what it could truly do to a person. And so that was their deaths, I guess, in a way sparked me to open my eyes to the number of people impacted each year globally by cancer. Um, and it really, I guess, like, motivated me to want to do something because I was, you know, um, upset and sad and kind of angry at the world for a really long time. But I think what I remembered eventually was that my teacher and my grandfather were both people who loved kids and who always motivated them and created this loving environment for them. And so I wanted to do the same thing and kind of foster this um, supportive, you know, inspirational place where kids with cancer could feel as if there were people who supported them out there um, to really help them along this journey. And so I thought creating an organization would kind of be the best way to touch lives. It is. It's How, how does a young girl go from concept to like, I, I want to create something, to actually doing it? Because I'm fascinated about how that drive, I mean, you're still at school and you're playing with your friends and um, you know, you're hitting puberty, so other things are becoming more important. And, yep. and we know it's that black and white thinking, it's all or nothing. So how did you go from, that's a really good idea, I'd love to do it. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, what, what? yeah, who came to you? How did you draw support? How, how did that evolve for you? So that's a great question. Um, I'm a huge planner. I've always loved organizing things. So I used to just sit on my bedroom floor and just draft out these like plans and these ideas I had for this kind of organization I envisioned. Um, I would say that I definitely have had so many mentors along the way. Um, you know, obviously starting an organization at a young age, there are going to be people who I guess don't believe in you because of your age. But I would say that I have um, a super supportive friends and like family who have always I guess, pushed me to actually create this um, and to make my vision a reality. So I first started, you know, doing the logistics side where you have to file a bunch of forms um, and pay for like these forms, file them with the government. Um, But besides that, you have to first start off with, you know, a strong, solid team. And so we began first by creating like a community kind of Um, organization project type thing where we had students from my school come in who were interested in the cause to join in and like volunteer and help out with like the first few activities Um, and then we moved to reaching out to partner hospitals and partner schools and things like that and then that's kind of where it started growing. Did you find and you mentioned before about you know sometimes being seen as well you know this is a a young girl Um, did you ever find can you remember that sort of one big blockage or when people sort of treated you like a child as opposed to this amazing 
individual that really wanted to make a difference and how you got through that? Yeah, so I think honestly the biggest moment that I remember was, you know, right when we first started. We weren't an official nonprofit yet, but we still wanted to, I guess, like start our programs. And so obviously the first way to do that is to reach out to places um, to host like fundraisers and like drives just so we can actually physically collect items and then send them over. Um, but unfortunately, we did go through a lot of rejection emails, you know, um, people saying how, oh, they didn't know, they haven't seen our impact yet. So they'd rather, I guess, not spend time or like energy helping us with our efforts, um, which obviously was disappointing to see. And I, again, I think age was a main factor of that. Um, and I understand how, you know, somebody might not seem trustworthy if they were just starting, they're only 14, and they have no proof that they've actually done anything yet. Um, so I'm not blaming the other people or other adults who rejected us. But I think seeing all those rejections, that was kind of the first roadblock that we faced. And the first time I was just like, oh, like maybe my dream that I envisioned like can't become a reality. Um, and so getting through that, honestly, again, it's just having that amazing support system around you, you know, who always encourage you and remind you that, you know, you have to push through these roadblocks if you want to become successful and to achieve what you envisioned in the beginning. Um, and so just always reminding myself, that even though there are some people who may not believe in what I'm doing, there are a lot of people who do. And so I think just reminding myself of that really helped me get over this challenge. What is the thing that keeps you motivated? Because, look, you know, um, when I was young, around your age, you know, I was going to be a famous uh, gymnast and then I was going to be a famous actress and then I was going to be a famous, <laughs> you know, forensic pathologist. So... <laughs> Um, and all these things I was really driven to do, you know, and yeah. I'd invest in it and then I'd drop it off. How have you been able to keep this amazing motivation mm -hmm. where it's gone from a concept that was, you know, from my soul, it was really relevant to me, to actually keep going and, and building this and building it? And, you know, uh, it's not just this that you're involved in. We were looking at your resume. There's about a thousand other things that you're supporting <laughs> and part of leaderships and stuff like that. So what was it for people, you know, in your age group that kind of lose a bit of that drive or motivation? What kept you connected? That's a great question. So like you mentioned, I definitely have, you know, tried a lot of different sports and that I ended up dropping later on. But Cancer Gets First, I think I've kept going on personally because it's so personally like connected to me. Um, because obviously I started it because of two loved ones. So I think that personal connection definitely, you know, keeps me going. Um, but another thing that I think 100%, like, it's totally fine to take breaks, right? Because life burnout or just, like, burnout and a lot of things you enjoy, it can definitely happen. So um, I think taking, like, small breaks, you know, making sure that you still have time to do the things that you love and take some break um, is 100% fine. Um, and I think these tiny breaks actually prevent you from, you know, fully dropping anything. So I think those breaks have definitely, you know, allowed me to de-stress sometimes. Um, but another thing is I actually keep the a folder in my phone. Um, it's titled the motivation folder. And so I used to screenshot, I guess, like the text or like messages I got from volunteers, um, from friends who like, I guess, reminded me um, that what we're doing is actually making a difference. And so reading these messages when I feel, you know, a lack of motivation or when I feel a little down or I maybe don't want to keep going. Um, reading them reminds me that like we have helped people, you know, and people have seen our impact. So I need to keep going um, and keep making a difference because this is truly something I care about. And I think another huge motivator for me to keep doing this 
is of course like the kids that we've helped because they battle so much you know they go through so much that i can't even compare my own daily struggles to and so if they're able to wake up every single day with a smile on their faces and keep going and keep fighting then i feel like i should be able to where are you going to go from here like what are you going to study are you going to go <laughs> on you know, college <laughs> college i believe is like uni here you know what where is this driving you and has it changed your direction? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people, because I'm in the pediatric, like, oncologist field, I think a lot of people expect me to want to be a pediatric oncologist. Um, but STEM is actually something I'm super bad at. So I think I might um, diverge in a way that maybe leans more towards, like, business or nonprofit work because I truly love doing this. Um, and I really like leading. You know, I've learned so much by... Um, different like leadership strategies and how to become a better leader. So I think in the future, hopefully maybe going down the business route where I can um, continue, I guess, building up a really strong team and then making myself a better leader and overall better person. I think that's kind of the pathway I want to head down, but I'm not 100% sure yet. So I'm still, still thinking about that. Are you enjoying this podcast? Fantastic. Why don't you share it and send us a review? We'd love to hear back from you. And if you're wondering how aware you are in life, leadership and business, why not go to go.awaregroup.online forward slash quiz. That's go.awaregroup.online forward slash quiz. So how, how do you, because you know, you're leading an organization, you're inspiring, how, how do you balance it all? So that's definitely something that I've had to learn over time. Um, just, I want to tell a little story. I remember, so we grew really quickly because of TikTok, which is amazing. We grew to, from um, 100 volunteers to over 6,000 in less than a few days because of social media, which was incredible to see. But um, that also meant, you know, I had to adapt to, I guess, managing all these volunteers and like adjusting all their programs super quickly. And so at this time, like I mentioned, I'm really bad at STEM. So math in particular is one of my worst subjects. And so I watched my test grades go down from a 70 to a 60 to a 50% um, because I couldn't balance like school and then also running kids first. But um, I think over time, you definitely have to figure out, you know, what works for you and what doesn't, because it's not just time management that you have to get good at, but also being productive, you know, using that time that you have wisely. Um, so now I often take calls and meetings during school, sometimes during lunch breaks or just passing periods. And I think that has definitely saved me a lot of time after school to do my homework. Um, but also I actually use an app and that it's like a planner combined with um, like time limit. So I can set time limits on the apps that I know distract me. Um, and then that helps me keep my focus, you know, on what I need to be doing. And then also the planner helps me keep track of what I need to do every single day. Um, and checking it off honestly feels really satisfying. Uh, it's really satisfactory. So I think that's definitely been like a huge benefit to help me. Yeah, there's nothing better than being able to tick something and go, right, I've done that. I can move, move forward now. I'm so bad at it that uh, Nikki bought me a, uh, you know, actual a paper version of it that you can pull pages in and out to spell around because I'm always going, what are we doing now? Who's that? What are we up to? That's correct. Yeah. Shocking and organising. <laughs> the organising queen. So, um, you know, happy to keep her on track. And I think one of the things um, I was 
you know, reading before today as well was about, you know, some of the things that you've learned along the way. And one of them being, and as you said, it grew so quickly from 200 to 6,000 um, sort of volunteers overnight. How did you, how do you balance sort of the friendships? Because, you know, we, we often have that where we're colleagues, um, we're friends, but we're also, um, we challenge each other as well and sort of hold each other to account. How do you do that? And obviously, particularly in your age bracket with, you know. When do you party? Yeah, like when do you party? When do you just be a 16-year-old? Do you get that chance or? Yeah, so I think my social life has definitely been cut down a little bit. Um, but I think it's, again, worth it because Kansas yeah. University truly means the world to me. But, yeah. um, you know, I think learning to balance your professional life and then also your personal life is definitely important because, you know, there is a line that has to be drawn sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I think, honestly, the best way is obviously to make friends with the people on your team and all your colleagues um, because that way you can, you know, foster friendships there and then have friends like, you know, there, like while you're in your work environment. Um, and then also you can, you know, make sure that you're being the best, I guess, driver for them to have them continue their work. Um, but yeah, I think just a friendly environment is definitely super important. And so that's helped me like gain back some of my social life too, I would say. Um, so while I maybe like lost a few friends because of this, um, I think that, you know, the people who truly care about you and care about what you're doing, they're going to stand behind you. So occasionally, um, even if you have to flip the switch and kind of be more professional, you know, they understand that you're coming, you know, you're in the doing, oh, sorry, okay, you're wording this, like, um, doing this in the best interest for the overall organization. Um, and so I think that is something that your actual friends would realize. And so they wouldn't, you know, get mad at you for, you know, acting like telling them to get on their work or like meet a deadline, something like that. So, yeah, I think that is definitely important. Is there somebody around your age group, you know, under 20, who, you know, is your inspiration that you look at and can identify with and think, yeah, you know, she's a game changer too. Like she's been able to navigate school, friends, relationships, growing into an adult and running a not-for-profit or running some kind of organisation. Have you got any people your own age that inspire you? Yeah, definitely. I think I've met so many amazing people through this journey. Um, and so one of them, her name is Sophia. And so she actually manages a not-for-profit as well. Um, and she is currently attending Stanford, actually. So she's balancing like college and then also this. Um, but she's just doing amazing. She's definitely my role model um, because she is able to juggle so much and then also truly make a difference, you know. And again, she's pursuing something that she cares about. Um, she runs a nonprofit for climate change. And so that's always been something that she spoke for um, since she was young. And so now she's able to actually do something about it. And so I guess like seeing her passion motivates me to continue you know doing mine um and yeah so she's just overall like an amazing role model that I really look up to yeah that's fantastic and I think it's you know it's so important isn't it to have someone that you know has that shared passion around something because you can you can achieve yeah. so many amazing things which you've really demonstrated you know you're you're making a difference and with that can you is there any particular you know, a patient or, a you know, someone going through a cancer experience that has really brought that, you know, warmth to your soul in terms of the impact you've had on them and their families? 
Yeah, so I think one specific one um, is she's actually the first per patient that we aided through our care practice program. And so um, on Christmas, we sent her family her dream Christmas gift. Oh, the patient's name is Ellie. Um, so she's actually three years old now, I believe. And so she is recently cancer free from brain cancer, which is absolutely amazing. But yeah, so during Christmas, we sent her um, a trampoline, which was, you know, something fun for her to jump on and, you know, relieve some stress. But also it was a great way to help her with physical therapy, which she needed with the surgeries that she had. Um, and so at the time, you know, I didn't realize this, but her mom actually told me that we were the first organization that reached out to help her family. And so um, her mom was going through a dark period during that time because she was out of work and she couldn't provide a good gift for her daughter. And so she was, um, she was battling depression before, but it only enhanced when Ellie was diagnosed. And so she was kind of just struggling with her own demons, you know, and then she also had to take care of Ellie. And so um, in a way, our support, she said, helped her realize that if an outsider is willing to help her daughter, then she should, you know, rise up and be strong for her daughter as well. And so um, hearing that story just like really touched me because we not only helped her daughter, but we also helped her as well. You know, and we, um, I guess, provided like mental and emotional support. And I've known so many people who have struggled with depression and it's no easy battle at all. So how she's able to rise up from that and then also help her daughter as well. Like, that's just incredible to me. And so I think that's why this story personally like resonates with me. We um, co-chair a not-for-profit here in mm -hmm. Australia um, called Griefline, which looks at supporting people through grief and loss. And when you hear stories like that, it makes up for all the hard work, the Absolutely. late nights, the stress, the, the no dinner parties in our case, in your case, you know, no rages. <laughs> so I, I think those are the stories that yeah. you resonate with and you keep going back to on those tough days and yeah. you think, why did I do this again? And you go, that's yes. why, because one act had such huge impact Absolutely. and that, that mother now can care for her daughter better because she doesn't feel alone. And you did exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Often people look at, you know, the, the achievements of the organisation, but the impact of being able to help, you know, not only a patient, but often people forget the extended family, exactly as you experienced, is, you know, the extended loved ones, it's so incredibly challenging. So to be able to inspire someone else to find that, in a fire is is a phenomenal thing and something you know you should be so incredibly proud of are you enjoying this podcast fantastic why don't you share it and send us a review we'd love to hear back from you and if you're wondering how aware you are in life leadership and business why not go to go.awaregroup.online forward slash quiz that's go.awaregroup.online forward slash quiz. Yeah, thank you. I think definitely, you know, some people don't realize how much one act can do. And, you know, you can never fully put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So you don't always know what somebody's going through. Um, and so one small act of kindness could change their entire world. And so I think that's something I've definitely realized through Cancer Kids First. Olivia, um, uh, I think we've, we've interviewed about 30 people yeah. at the moment for this podcast. And I have to say, I'm always going to remember this conversation Absolutely. with you because I don't think I've met anyone who has your wisdom 
at 16. I'm, I'm actually listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> she bloody hell. That title, you know, Social Impact Hero. Yeah. I reckon you've, you've won that all. Absolutely. But you you are um, inspirational. I wish you the best. Your family must just be so proud of mm. the person you are, not just your accomplishment. But the but, individual. Yeah, they've done a good job. Yeah, they've done an amazing job. <laughs> I'll job. be sure to tell them on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think your friends, um, like yeah. not everyone can do what you're doing, but you can do the same kind of thing in your own way, in small ways. Yes. Um, but, Olivia, thank you so much for... Uh, just awakening, I think, our listeners yes. and awakening people about what true determination and passion is and that, yeah, you always have to give something up to achieve, but it's worth it when you're making such an impact. And I wish you the best, you know, doing global domination of um, Cancer Kids First. <laughs> really yeah. amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me on here today. Still can't quite believe how young she was at 16, a not-for-profit, 80,000 followers, um, you know, what a dynamic young woman. I wonder what she'll be like as she reaches adulthood. You can follow Olivia Zhang on all her social media, including her TikTok, which is very popular, and follow her organisation and donate at cancerkidsfirst.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details thank you for listening to the aware podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun music for the aware podcast is by tape machine featuring lfa the song title is this is who i am if you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the aware platform please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com that's aware, A-R-C, art, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.